The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. Is it on air yet? Yeah, it's on air now. Yay! We we kept this streak alive. 13 shows, 13 bad introductions. All right. Pause for Kevin to do the things he does. Magic. Oh man. Two of my kids said, is it racist that you said wicked? And I was like, <laughs> I don't think racist is the word. I think the word you're looking for is prejudice, maybe. It's Boston. Boston equals yeah. racism, I think. <laughs> right. I, I, mean, I think so. <laughs> I mean, people in Boston say wicked. He, he is redheaded. I mean, that is considered a different race. <laughs> but I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not racist. We had a really good talk about it in class. Okay, wait. We haven't done the intro yet. <clears throat> <clears throat> Hello gamers, I hope you enjoyed episode 12 as much as I did. It was so good having the Jordan to my Luke Longley back in the saddle again. Dev, how you doing brother? I'm chilling, all things considered. Uh, also joining us today is the Borwick Games duo, Kyle. How are we feeling? I am so excited to be here. This is great. I'm stoked. Very honored. Awesome. And Josh, you you doing good as well? I know you just got home. Thank you for coming in and, and joining us. Yeah, I just got home from a long night of board gaming. So <laughs> like, nice. uh, what, what do I have to complain about? <laughs> That's a good night. So, uh Real quick to check, um, <clears throat> this is a storytelling show, which we like to remind people. And uh, the second thing is the OT is all about unpreparedness because you don't know what's going to happen in overtime. So, gentlemen, have I in any way, shape, or form prepared you to be on this show today? Not at all. I even, I even asked who was going to be on the show, and you refused to tell me. Yeah, that would be <laughs> against the OT win. So, I mean, Dev gave me a surprise one last week, and it was literally like – I went to bed happy that I had got to be a part of that conversation. And I will say I listened to my own podcast in class four times this week. <laughs> Just I was like, oh man, I forgot we said that. That was so great. But that's part of the OT. You know, we we want to yeah. just let things happen. So yeah. uh, our topic this week is is about um we wanted to talk about a time where we've suffered a loss and how we coped with it. And so I'll go first so you guys have time to kind of think and get your feelings lined up. And I, I spent a lot of time in prayer on this story because there was one that I can tell that's pretty simple. And there's one I can tell that was really hard. And the way that my kids listen to this and the conversations we have and the things that are built from it, I was like, you know what? You don't lie to them. That's one of your big things. So let's tell the hard story. Uh, my wife and I got engaged and life was really good. Uh, I was playing football. I was playing basketball. I had a 4.0, had a great apartment, had wonderful friends. Uh, Life was better for me than it ever had been. And I get a phone call from uh, Mama Rodriguez. Now, Mama Rodriguez and I, she let me sleep on her couch a lot when stuff was hard when I was growing up. And her son's name's Kalani. Kalani and I played on the same football team together. Uh, He went to USC. I went to OSU. We both were 
part of a team that made it the state and, and Kalani meant the world to me. He was my best friend. And she calls me and says, uh, Kalani's back home. I go, how in the world is Kalani home? He should be down in Southern, you know, Southern California doing what he does. She says, uh, Kalani has cancer. Now, this kid wouldn't party. He wouldn't smoke. He wouldn't drink. He had just left for college. He hadn't even gotten, like, full-time enrolled. And everything's gone. So he's home. And uh, this is this is back in the 2000s. 1999-ish. So it's before like cancer became like an open talk thing. And uh, I just remember being devastated. I'm like, how is he sick? And a couple months later, uh, Kalani passed away. And uh, I, I, I did not cope well. Uh, my wife and I got married uh, a couple months later. Um, and I didn't say a word. And I was quiet and I was uh, unable to like be the person that she needed me to be because of the fear, because of I had lost somebody and I did not know how to tell other people that I was hurting. And, and this went on for about a year. During this year, I didn't shave. I didn't cut my hair. I looked like a hippie. It was like, we're talking like down to the shoulders, big old nasty beard. And one day I was sitting there and I was, I had my head on my wife's lap. She goes, are you okay? I was like, no, I really miss him. And she goes, what can you do? I was like, I don't know. She goes, well, you've been growing your hair out. Uh, why don't you do locks of love? And I was like, okay, I can do that. So I shaved the beard up and got it more manageable. You know, as nice as it is now. And uh, I grew my hair up for locks of love and donated it. And I remember that being the step of me talking to my wife about how much I was hurting about this person who, in my mind, should have should have never, uh, never, never left, especially on something I didn't understand. And uh, it took me going through the hurt in that year of not knowing how to tell people I was hurting to really get stronger in my marriage, in my faith, in my relationships, because I realized like when things are really bad, that's when you literally have to talk the most. Uh, there's an amazing poet named Rudy Francisco, and he he does a series where he talks about how when you're hurting, that's when silence comes in. Like when it's when it's so bad, uh, when you, when you are just at your core broken, that's when silence pops up. And after hearing his poetry and and the things he says, that's how I try to communicate with my kids. And so how I learned to cope with it was having conversations with people I trusted. So that's mine. Uh, do I have anybody who wants to go first? I know this is not our normal <laughs> goofing off topic. If anybody wants to go first. I'll go, I'll go if you want. I don't mind. All right. Sounds good, Josh. You sounds good, man. Because <clears throat> just listening to you talk makes me think. So uh, it wasn't too long ago for me uh, that I suffered a pretty huge loss but now uh, for me my job is to remember and smile like that's that's the way i deal with it because i'm not i'm not a religious person uh in my family we just that's just not how we are mm -hmm. but my the generation that is before me my dad and my uncle were very you know went to catholic school grew up on that so uh just to give a little bit of a 
backstory on this before I talk about it is uh, we live in a three decker in where where we are in Western Mass. And uh, when I was a kid, my grandmother owned it. I now live in my grandmother's apartment, second floor. Now my folks own the building. And it's always been uh, my folks on the first floor and me until I grew up. <laughs> uh, us on the second floor and my aunt and uncle on the third floor. So it's always been family, family, family. Since, uh, In fact, uh, this whole block used to be owned by my family. Like wow. old school like Worcester Tornado, Blizzardous, like the Blizzard stuff, all that stuff. That was all how this worked. So my uh, my uncle, who was like a second father to me, sometimes a first father because he was like the guy that was okay with you being a bad kid. He was like, I'll bail you out. I'll pay your, you know, excise tax, your warrants, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> He's that guy. And he's like, don't, and he was, this is the guy, he was like, don't tell anyone, but pay it forward. He's like, I did this for you. Now you do this for your cousin, his son, or his sons, depending on the situation, or for your aunt or your mom, whatever. And he said, don't tell anybody about it ever. Just do something nice for family. That was him. You know, this is the guy who got me into video games. He used to work uh, what we call pins and needles or coin up. He used to service arcade games so my whole childhood would be going to his work and playing free arcade games every weekend it was awesome Wayne Gretzky 3d hockey in the arcade like things that were incredible he married my wife and I he found out we didn't have just as the piece he went and he got his his certification and he married us and then he married my brother the next year um last year 2016 that's weird so not 2017 because that was last year so mm -hmm. 2016 uh he passed two weeks before thanksgiving and <clears throat> and we were all there when he passed he was in a medically induced coma and he was the first person i ever saw die uh and it was weird because my dad, he didn't cry at his mom's, at my grandmother at his mother's funeral because he's always felt the need to be the man in the family, which is a tough job to have uh, if you go by <laughs> that generation's standards of a man in the family. Uh, so to go through that loss so close to... Uh, for us, is any holiday, Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, those are the big holidays for us because you see everyone. Um, to go through that so close to Thanksgiving was tough uh, in its own aspect. Uh, to be the next oldest in the family and to be given his seat at Thanksgiving was... Uh, the toughest thing I've ever had to do yeah. because I felt uh, that I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. You know? So we, you know, we have these two figureheads, my dad at the head of the table, my uncle at the other end of the table, and you would just sit and you just listen to them 
tell stories about what it was like. Fill in the blank. It doesn't matter what they were talking about because you would just enter a time machine. It was so bizarre. And to have to fill in that spot and now bring my own son into to our own family things too, it was... Um, there, there aren't words to explain it. My aunt gave me a, uh, my wife and I a note when my son was born, and she said, um, "I know you're sad because he was more ex- he was more excited when he when we told him we were having a kid than my parents were. He <laughs> he we went upstairs, we went up to see him. He lost his mind. He was ecstatic. He was over the moon. He was so happy." Another another Italian in the line, you know, all these things. And he told us so many stories. And and uh, we get a, a note from my aunt, and she's like, I know you guys miss him, but he's there. He's, he's your son's guardian angel. And we still have that. We'll always have that. And I can't wait to tell my son stories about his great uncle. He'll never meet. But this is the guy who's outside shoveling snow with me when he has no right to be. And this is the guy who took care of everyone. I can't even tell you the amount of people I met at his funeral that, you know, you don't, you don't understand the aspect of someone's life until unfortunately everyone's reflecting on it. And it's, it's, it's devastatingly beautiful. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like you, you have these, two emotions hitting you at the same time and I'll never forget it. And it's so, (laughs) it's so weird to be talking about it uh, because I think about him every day. So it always seems coincidental, even though it's not, if that makes sense. Like, so I say like, it's weird to be thinking about him, but it's not really because I'm always thinking about him and, talking about them but um people asked me today i told them i was going to be in a podcast as we were leaving and they go, what's it about i was like i don't know but it's it's Still, not a, yeah. it's not necessarily about video games it's about people and they so i have so many people looking forward to listening and everyone i talked to tonight knows sorry knew my uncle and i i guarantee you that this is such a relatable topic that I'm glad you brought it up and I'm glad I can talk about them because the more I can tell people about them, the better I feel about it. Mm. And that's kind of how I deal with that loss. If that makes sense. Yeah. Celebration. That's because I drink my beer. That's powerful. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, again, I don't feel comfortable just throwing people out there. So whoever wants to go on this one, I mean, I could I could go so that right, you know right. our our host can bookend this. Okay. Um, so for me, I, I mean, I think there's a little bit of of background that's important. Uh, similar to Josh, actually, um, I did not grow up in a family of faith or religion. That was not something that um, was part of my upbringing. My parents are always open to it. They're like, if you want to go to church, go to church. That's fine. Uh, they just never went. So for them, it was very much a thing of like, if you want to go, you can go. So when I was a kid, I, I went with friends and I did all these things, but I never found anything that really clicked with me. Um, fast forward, I'm in college. This would have been probably this would have been the fall of 
2001, um, I was, you know, in college doing my thing. And, you know, in addition to my father, who I'm, I'm lucky and, and very thankful is still with us, the other person who's always been the biggest influence and still to this day is the biggest influence in my life is my grandfather on my mom's side. Um, I never had the the chance to know my my dad's parents. They um, One died before I was born and one died when I was very, very young. Um, but so my mom's parents, you know, were always the grandparents that we would spend time with. And I would go every summer, you know, we had moved down to the Twin Cities and they still lived up on the Iron Range in Minnesota. And I would go spend, you know, three months with them every summer. And so I was very, very close to my grandfather. And, you know, he was getting up there in age and, and things weren't going well. But when I was in college, I got a call from my mom and my mom, I still have that old school relationship with my mom because I'm old. Like we talk, but like we talk like maybe once every two or three weeks, like we don't talk every day or all the time. And it's just kind of the way our relationship was because like when I was going to college, like you had to have like a phone in your room. You had to call a long distance, you know, like I'm old, like cell phones weren't really much of a thing then, you know, was it a spending dial. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not quite that bad. There was a payphone um, in the hallway. Nine hundred megahertz cordless phones. <laughs> exactly. That's right. So that mm-hmm. way you could carry it to the room next door in case your phone rang. Yep. Um, but yeah, so she called. And she's like, "Hey, um, you know, you need you need to go up north. Like, you need to get up there. Like, things have taken a turn for the worse." And my grandfather had been in and out of the hospital, you know. So I used to getting these calls, but she's like, "No, you need to go." So I just kind of just dropped everything and I went and picked up my sister and, and we drove and I, I knew it had to be bad for my mom to be like, no, you need to go now. And when I got, we got there, it was probably nine, 10 o'clock at night when we actually finally got to the hospital. It was about a four hour drive. Um, you know, my whole family was there on my mom's side and, oh, okay. Um, I hope my, my mom's whole family was there and, you know, we get in and they're like, okay, go, you know there's some seats right here, have a seat. So I sat there and my grandpa was still alive and I, I took his hand. <laughs> I didn't realize this was going to be so hard. Um, and I just told him, I'm like, I just told him, I'm like, it's okay. Like we're all here together. Like it's okay. And it, it was about two minutes later that he passed away. And the fact that I got the call and my mom was like, you need to do this. And I, and I went, I was really thankful for that. I, I didn't hesitate. There was no like, Hey, maybe it'll be fine. Can I go in the morning? Like I just went, Um, and that was hard in and of itself. Like that was really tough. The hard, the almost hardest part of that though, was I then had to drive my grandmother back to her house. Mm. So here's my grandma sitting in the passenger side car out of the car next to me, who has been married to this man for over 50 years. She, they have been each other's everything. And now he's just not there anymore. And now I have to dig her back to the house that he built for her, that they have lived in their entire lives together and and go bring her home to what is no longer her home um so i i I drive my grandma home which was even more hard it was more difficult than my grandpa passing away because she's beside herself just sobbing and and just hurting so bad and you know i I take her home and we bring her inside and she just go like i go and she, she lays down in her bed and she's just sobbing she falls and she falls asleep you know crying and I'm like, okay, well, this has been a pretty crap day. Um, I just need some time to myself. Now, the beautiful part about where my grandparents live or lived um, is they lived in northern Minnesota on a lake in the middle of nowhere. So mm-hmm. when you go out at night, it is pitch black. There is, And I always have to preface this when I tell the story because people think I'm like trying to do something bad and I'm not. 
Um, so there, it, it is totally blackout. There are no, like they, they have neighbors, but they're a really long way away. Um, the road was paved like the, in, within like the last three or four years, like it had always been gravel before. So I was like, I just need some time, you know, it's a crisp fall night, you know? So I, I, I walk outside and I just go and I sit in the middle of the road. I don't know why I did that. I have no idea what made me do that, but it's not like there was a threat of traffic or anything like that. And I would have seen them coming miles away had there been. Um, but I sat in the middle of the road and I looked up because they lived in a very, very forested area. There was a lot of trees on their property. And I looked up and that is the first time in my life I ever remember seeing the Aurora Borealis. Oh. And for me, as someone who had never grown up with faith or religion, that was the moment that I said, you know what? I, I might not believe in in that but i do believe there's something bigger than me out there like and that for me has carried through since that moment of like okay you know i i have more perspective than i ever have before that i i have more respect for my place in this world and my place in this universe and i have more understanding of how important it is from a from a, a universal aspect of you know a lot of people if i told you what my grandfather did would think that he maybe lived a pretty unspectacular life you know he worked you know in the mines and and brought home a paycheck and and raised six great kids you know but he was never on television he was never uh, you know a celebrity or a, a states person of any kind but, you know, I think his family is pretty dang great. And I think that the impact that people have these days, I think, is far greater than we perceive the impact that we have on one another to be. And for me, that's just a moment that's always really, really sat with me and, and really, you know, how I've held close to my heart. And when I when I get to those rough spots or when I feel a loss or when I have had other situations where I'm like, man, things aren't going my way or or, or I've, I've lost someone else. I think back to that moment. And I'm like, OK, you know here's a little perspective. Yes, this stinks now, but let's remember all the impact that ha they've had, the good, the bad. Let's look at the perspective of everything. And it's always been something that for me, I've held very close to my heart and I still miss him. And, you know, similar to Josh, I think about my grandpa every day. I, um, I have his, a few of his things, including his cane, which sits next to my bed and it's there with me every day. It's a, one of the last things I look at. And the first thing I look at every morning and, you know, I just carry those thoughts of him with me and, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, this is one that I thought I was going to talk about tonight, but I'm, I'm really appreciative um, for the opportunity, too. Awesome. So this is exactly why we have the OT. It gives you a glimpse into us as people, you know, besides just the video games and all the other shenanigans that we're into, you get a little bit more insight into each of us as individuals. Um, and I think that's why... Mo started this show, and that's why I think I, I love it so much is because it's more than just, you know, our hobbies. It's It gives you just insight into who we are and some of the things we think about and some of the, the things we deal with. So thank you guys both for sharing that. Um, and Mo, too. <laughs> <laughs> so... You Remember, know, I'm, I'm Luke Longley. So <laughs> I don't actually get to go on the stage, but I was part of it. <laughs> oh, man. So as all three of you know, um, my mother-in-law passed away a few days ago. Um, 
it's been a really interesting time. Um, she's been battling cancer for the last uh, three, maybe four months. Um, she was diagnosed. And we thought it had gone away. Like they thought they got it all. And remember the doctor telling her, you know, we want to do this like chemo around just to make, try to make sure it doesn't come back. Cause if it comes back, it's, it's not coming back to play around. It's coming back and it will take you out. Um, so she went back and forth and almost didn't do the chemo, but she did it and we thought everything was good. And then it came back with the vengeance. Um, she ended up going into the hospital because she had a stomach ache and found out that she actually had cancer in her colon that had ruptured her colon. Um, so after that, you know, she was basically just like a shell of her former self. You know, you could see it really progressing. She was here with us in uh, hospice care for a little while. Um, and then she went down to L.A. just to go visit a few friends on one of the times when she was feeling a lot better. Um, and then that was it. Like she just ended up having more bad like stomach pains and ended up going to the hospital and never left. So the last couple of months, I mean, throughout Thanksgiving, throughout uh, Christmas, like it had just been really rough. Every every holiday was just weird because it, we weren't together as a family the way we normally would be. And my wife was constantly going down to L.A. because she was at Cedars, uh, my mother-in-law. So she was constantly going between L.A. and Bakersfield, which is about a two hour drive. Um, so that had, you know, been really, really tough. So I've been like holding down the fort with the kids. In fact, I'm home right now while my wife is in LA. Um, and that's been kind of like our norm for the last two, three months. And it's been really, really difficult. But um, just like I, listening to you guys talk about the impact of your 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 grandfather and your uncle um, and how they had that, like, it's crazy how you see that once they have passed or they're transitioning, you get to see the impact that that people that they actually have on all these people you don't even realize like uh her church had a kim davis day and the amount of outpouring and people that came to the church just to be there to see her to to wish her well to pray for her it was just crazy the stories that people told um just the outpouring of love like we had no idea that she had impacted so much and how she had meant so much to her church so being able to see that and witness that, it just gives you a little bit more insight into, you know, how much she really did, even though, you know, you'd never hear about it. Like, like, like you said, she's not a celebrity. She wasn't on TV, none of that, but just the impact she had on just every day and just the people was actually really, really incredible. Um, And as far as like coping with it, like this is, this is how I'm coping with it. You just got to talk about it, like get it out in the open, talk to people, not, you know, curl up into a ball um, like my wife is really having a tough time. She's like the mornings and going to bed at night are like the two most difficult times because that's when you have the most silence and you end up thinking and you end up thinking about, I'm never going to see my mother again, you know, and that kind of stuff. Just it, it if you let it sit there and nod at you, it's going to just take you out. So trying to just make sure that she talks about it. Like right now she has a couple of friends that flew in from Houston and from New York, like her girls, like, those are her her sisters. So they're actually there with her right now. So that gives me some bit of comfort since I'm here. I was actually going to go down there, but the grapevine area, which you have to go through to get to LA, actually, uh, it gets cold enough to snow there. So they, <laughs> they closed that down. Oh, <laughs> it's too cold for you. <laughs> yeah, they, they shut it down because there's just so many accidents happen there because this is Southern California. It doesn't snow. We don't know what the hell to do with snow. What, what are we supposed to do with snow? So they shut it down. So like I couldn't even get out there. She couldn't even come home if she wanted to because of the snow, which is crazy. But 
it's just it's just a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, I'm so busy with the kids and trying to, you know, do funeral arrangements and stuff like that. It's like we don't even have time really to think about it. And I know that this this next this year is going to be probably the hardest year for us as a family because every holiday, every little, you know, Valentine's Day cuz my from for my wife that was her mom and her dad like she didn't have her dad in her life so she would always make sure that every holiday she got her stuff so she got her stuff for valentine's day she would get her stuff for father's day mother's day so i know that every time one of those holidays happens or every time there's a moment it's going to be my mom's not here kid yeah. isn't with us my mother-in-law's not here so i know that that's going to be really really difficult you know this year so the way we're going to have to just cope is just you know to talk about it and put it out there in the open and right now it's still it's just so raw. Like I can't even fathom the fact that like, she's just not here, you know? Yeah. It's like, how do you, <laughs> she's always here. And now she's just not. Did you guys like do like, uh, uh, like the wake after the funeral? We haven't done the funeral yet. Oh, like we're okay. at a Saturday. So I think we're, I don't know if we're going to do like the wake. I know they're going to have a service at the church. Um, but I'm not sure all the plans with that yet. Sorry, I should have um, said wake before a funeral, but I was going to, I just wanted to, to 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 mention at least for mm-hmm. how my family and I think most people the week sorry the weeks before the funeral but after here after a funeral they do like a like a dinner mm-hmm. or whatever uh, for me because I'm not I'm not good at funerals mm-hmm. <laughs> or weeks for that matter and having to go through my <laughs> like I've been to a bunch but to go into my uncle's I have to be in the the line. Of uh-huh. strangers that you don't know, yeah. and then the funeral is the same way. But uh, for me, if you can find the right balance between humor and misery, and yeah. I know that sounds like <laughs> morbid, uh, if you can find that line and make people comfortable at your, even if even if it is a, at your expense. When my uncle passed his son, my cousin, he he printed out these pictures. They were little tiny, like wallet size pictures. It was my uncle doing this. And it said at the bottom, thanks for coming. And he handed them out. (laughs) I have it on my fridge right now, but it was so you have all these people in misery and crying. Mm -hmm. And and it was, you know, open, it was an open casket funeral, uh, wake and funeral. And he's handing these out to people at the end and beginning of the line. He gave us all these things. If you don't see someone with this hand him out, if you can find the the right balance, I feel like, and it obviously depends on the person. If if yeah. if the person maybe didn't was a more serious person in their in their life, it might not be <laughs> super appropriate. Yeah. But if you can kind of find that in between where you can remember someone for all the great things they've done. It kind of takes that sting away. If that makes sense. Right. Absolutely. hundred percent agree with that. It's going to be interesting. Cause I know my biggest thing with the, the funeral and everything else is going to be shielding my wife <laughs> from yeah. like, the people constantly want to talk to her and ask her how she's doing. Like, don't ask that. You know how she's doing. It's, it, yeah. it's not okay. There's no need yeah. to ask. Like, are you okay? How are you doing? No. So don't ask. <laughs> like, you don't need to ask that. Just come talk. 
Like, talk about how, you know, my mom impacted you or something like that. Give me a story, but don't ask how I'm doing. I hate that because I'm not doing common sense. Like, doesn't that seem like uh, something bad happened? Oh, how are you doing? (laughs) Something bad just happened. (laughs) What about a a sign that you can hang and says, no, I'm not okay. I know, right? (laughs) What was that song? That that band used to sing. <laughs> it was one of those bands that like I couldn't stand them because they were super whiny. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not okay. It's in yeah, there. It's, my, it's my chemical romance. Yeah, I, sorry, I don't like that kind of stuff. Like, uh, and I hate to bring, I hate to bring it down, but it was a song about cancer. Oh man, now I gotta like the song. So I'm just really, gonna say, no, it's a great song if you hear it. It's a great song. What was it? Romance. Yeah. Chemical romance. Yeah, I think the song's called Cancer. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Man, he crazy. says, I'm not okay. He screams it. Cancer always, is the worst. It's <laughs> it the worst. I'm, I'm not a fan. The oh worst. And it was, it's so common. I was about oh. to say, if it was a video game, it'd be Legends of Zelda. Uh, <laughs> Man, Donnie is going to end bored with video games and the OT because of the hard comments about Zelda. With that. I don't <laughs> He won't end your guys' shows, just mine. Oh no, we we've we've made comments. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm not agreeing with that. (laughs) Donnie, I didn't say yes. Mo made the joke. I didn't know what to do. It was an awkward laugh. I promise, Donnie. Man. (laughs) The thing is. I actually played that game for like three hours the last couple of days because I haven't had anything else to do. Uh, It was Uh, just a joke, folks. It's not actually uh, that that was all joking. That was not serious. That was a good one. That was a good one. Thank thank you. I appreciate it. See, I I knew Dev had my back. Um, Let's get into our questions. Uh, I only grabbed a couple. We probably love you, Daddy. Oh, Donnie. Actually, one of these is directed about him, so let's just skip to that one. Oh, oh, awesome. Okay. So this actually came um, – so we had uh, freezing rain and a lot of rain, and we were actually in our <laughs> softball unit um, the last couple of weeks. And so we're teaching softball. Well, it's really hard to teach softball outside when the field's all wet and nasty. Uh, <clears throat> so what I do is I have these backup PowerPoints. Um, and so for my classes, we did it. And one of them we were doing, it involved uh, sports business, business management, how to license yourself, how to protect yourself as an athlete with money, da, da, da. And one of our kids, she's she's our most loyalist of listeners. I think I actually posted a picture in the, the chat of her and her group working on one of these. Um, her name is Shy. Yeah, I was going to say, and, is it Shy? <laughs> yeah, we knew her, Shy. Her, up, question, Shy. her question is, it was like, so let's say that all of our shows were getting lots and lots of views and people were commenting and we were getting to the point where, where I know where, (laughs) yeah, where someone approaches Donnie to buy the company as long as we can with her question is what company would you want it to be? Kyle. Oh, if Josh already, does Josh already have an answer? No, oh, I don't. Oh. I don't. <laughs> um, okay, so since you know we do board with video games, I'm going to go ahead and go on the board game train with this one, and I'm going to say Asmodee. 
Because if you're not familiar with board games, which I know you guys, yeah, are I was like, I have no idea who that is. I was like, there's, there's, a, there's a, a board game. holiday. Hey, it's Asmo Day. There's a board game company named Asmo Day who, basically, in the last like three years or so, has been buying up like all of the other like smaller board game good, but all a lot of the other board game publishers. So like the joke each year is like, hey, what's Asmo Day going to buy this year? Maybe it's going to be PSVG. That's what I'm going to go with, Josh. Oh boy. So the question was, can Donnie buy any company? Is no, that no, the question? No, no. So Donnie is approached by another company to buy a PSVG, but oh, only oh, if oh. you come with. Okay. So kids, uh, board games aren't just Monopoly and sorry <laughs> in life. I just want to put this out there now. Um, so. <laughs> See, Asmo Day was a good pick, wasn't it, Josh? It was a great pick. Yeah. It really was. If I could pat you on the back, I would reach this camera <laughs> and do it for you, but I can't. Uh, I mean, we got a we 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 we're people who have we have people who listen to us. I can't say asthma day because people are gonna go who? No, <laughs> it's only. I mean, Disney, come on, people. Disney, Marvel Entertainment, so many pictures. Okay. You can name 100 companies. Those are the answers. All right. <laughs> I think it's Asmodee. games, too. <laughs> it's not Asmodee. I'm sorry. <laughs> Asmodee makes digital games on the phone. Come on. Yeah, that's great. I'm sure they make hundreds of dollars. <laughs> 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 hey, we could make it tens of hundreds of dollars. It'd be great. We do this for free. It's <laughs> true. This cost me money. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dev. Who's who, um, who? Do you want to buy us? Who, who uh, buying the AT license? Amazon. Um, oh yeah. Just because they got deep pockets and a lot of reach. Yeah. Um, and they bought Twitch, so we could be on Twitch on the front page. And they're so coming deep. to Boston. Are they? Oh, they're coming. We're in the top right. 20 cities. They're coming. <laughs> right. uh, this is true. For for me, we are bought by a, a, a subsidiary of Disney. ESPN comes uh, to Donnie and says, We want we want the OT. We want we want to bring some of that Stuart Scott down home, people who are honest with integrity, love to our TV station again. And we think that your duo, your team over at PSPG is perfect for it. So that ESPN comes down and says, we want more OT. All right. That's, that's mine. That's mine. All right. Still Scott, rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> We're not down enough. <laughs> you just like, oh, yeah. Still, yeah. I, can, I can make more Zelda jokes. <laughs> Please do. Well, if you're talking about certain <laughs> cancer's rearing its ugly head again. <laughs> we don't need that. I was gonna make a joke about the swords and weapons only lasting two hits, but I did I didn't I wasn't ready to make that joke. All right. <laughs> you, just um, you just made it. <laughs> oh awkward. <laughs> so our next our next question comes from Kevin and he wants to know if you could create a mini episode. For any of your favorite games, what would you create? And so you guys have a little time to think. I actually already have mine, so I'll toss it out there. My mini episode would be, 
an Overwatch one where Diva walks into the lab, she jumps out of her mech, and she leaves. And then romantic music starts playing. And you see a little candle fly across the screen. Who's carrying it? You can't tell. It's a little bird. And in comes Bastion in a silk Hugh Hefner robe. <laughs> and you just hear the music, and he just like, ooh, girl, beep, pop, beep, pop, beep. And the mech just stands there in its glory. Fade to black. <laughs> I don't even know what to think about that. I don't even know how to, how to go after that. Like, how do you? What? I think I think that he just made fan fiction, like Twilight. Oh, wow. Is that what we're supposed to do? Are we making fan fiction? <laughs> no, it's just like, uh, he just wanted to know, like, hey, what would be like a mini video you would make? And I was like, well, you guys know how much I love Overwatch. So, what if Diva's Mac and Bastion fell? In love? <laughs> I got, I got one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride Coach's coattails. Okay, ready? Aloy, she's in Horizon Zero Dawn world, and she's looking at all these picturesque, picturesque uh, videos of old Colorado, and all of a sudden, a time machine pops up with Rick and Morty inside, <laughs> and they throw Lara Croft out. And now it's Lara Croft and Aloy, and they're doing all the things <coughs> Coach just said about the other two people from Overwatch. The end. <laughs> oh man! What? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to say. Oh god! <coughs> if we're doing fanfic, that's what I do. Lara Croft uh, and Aloy. <laughs> I'm in love. Oh, Is it wow. weird that they're almost the exact same character? I didn't oh, realize that's why guys. I like it. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. (laughs) I'll keep going if you need more time. (laughs) Um, Censor it. (laughs) Gee, bus. Kyle, what do you got for us, man? Okay, so this is going to be really sad, though, because some of my my thunder was stolen by by Josh just now. So in mine, (laughs) it would be a video of uh, Nathan Drake going through and raiding a tomb and then as he's about to escape with the treasure you hear a voice from behind be like what are you doing here and he turns around and it's Lara Croft and they do it no they don't <laughs> my students listen to this he's married no. he is married he has a wife and kid and, but i thought it would be really i've always thought it'd be really cool to either have like them buddy up as like a, t- a team cop thing or where they were competing against each other to, oh, that would be dope. you know, go for a treasure or something like that. I thought that would be sweet. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I support that. The team cop thing, I definitely would be behind. Get behind that. that that's awesome. Yeah. Am I crazy um, that I, did, didn't Coach paint a picture of a more adult relationship? Yeah, Mine is a ro- okay, romance. No, no, <laughs> romance. Mine is a robot romance. Okay. An inanimate object that's not alive. And see, oh, when I think about better. that, I think about Aquatine Hunger Force and the humping robot. So you just, <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Bastion <laughs> wouldn't do that. He's a classic. Wouldn't guy. he? I, wouldn't I, he, though? The Bastion mains might. He would go into Bastion wouldn't. He would go into Turbo mode and get down. Let's just be real. Man, man I, Bastion I don't even know what to do. You have a problem. Man, um, <laughs> so a little video, huh? From some you're thinking some Destiny, game. aren't you? You're like, Cade. I mean, <laughs> it's Cade and the chicken, man. 
Oh my That'd goodness! Like a little adventure story of those two That'd going on an adventure, man. Absolutely. <laughs> the Colonel, and the Colonel, they're going on an adventure. <laughs> I still call that teacher that, by the way. As you should. <laughs> oh man, that was a good time. All right, all right. Oh wow. So our next question: uh, <laughs> This student didn't write their name down, or at least I couldn't read it. And all it said, it said favorite sweat, but I believe what was trying to be written was favorite sweet. <laughs> so I'm not okay. saying I'm going to make fun of you on Monday when I find out who you are, but I'm going to make fun of you on Monday when I find out who you are. So, <laughs> so uh, Kyle, your favorite sweet. Oh, without a question, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Okay. Okay. You can tell by our intros on both of the video games. <laughs> Josh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> Josh, how about yours? Mine's a little weird. It's uh, frozen grapes. Mm, no, those are delicious. Oh, my daughter loves those. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm not a child. <laughs> I'm a grown well, man. I don't know, based off of your fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Def, favorite sweet, man. Um, mine is a toss-up between peanut butter M&M's, which are amazing, mm-hmm. and um, red licorice. Oh, Love yeah. me some red Red licorice. vines. Twizzlers. Not red vines. It's got to be like some, you know, frou-frou brand. Like Trader Joe's has these red vines that are amazing. Or red licorice that are amazing. Red vines, yeah, they are. <laughs> They'll do. I like the, the only Twizzler that I actually like anymore is the one you peel. You know what I'm talking about? That's yeah, the yeah. only one I like the taste of anymore. Actual Twizzlers? Mm-hmm. Like, Actual Twizzlers. It tastes like plastic to me. I can't, yeah, can't get down. When you were little, you were all about it. And like now you're like, my palate is too refined. For normal Twizzlers. <laughs> we had I a conversation tonight when I was in college. Uh, my my uh, apartment, my little house was next to a convenience store out here called Cumberland Farms. I don't know if people know what it is. But I would go and get a gallon of green drink and I would get the sour straws and I would oh, yeah. pour a full glass and I put a sour straw in and I would drink the green drink out and eat the sour straw and then repeat and play Mortal Kombat Gold on my Sega Dreamcast. Sounds like a great night. It does. Yeah, that does. That awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Um, my so purple drink for me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I would be strawberry. I love, I love a good strawberry soda. <laughs> See, Coach toned it down. He toned it down. Oh, sorry, I started thinking about it. So, it's so hard to find a good strawberry soda in Texas. Like, these people are weird when it comes <laughs> to drink. You can find Fanta. I'm sorry, that's not a good strawberry soda. Unless you're in uh, Illinois, has them all over. If you're in South America, though, Fanta's incredible. Me, I've never gone that far south yet, so we all should take word for it. Um, so I really love pie, but like berry pie and like apple pie, like fruit fruit ones. Um, if I can't have that, any any kind of shortbread. Like just the really, oh. cr- the, you know, when they do the holiday tins, the really crunchy ones. Yeah, I yeah. love that stuff. Give me those all day. Those are delicious. So funny story, Coach Mo. Yeah, I, uh, I, I made an apple pie tonight. It's sitting on my counter. I'm getting ready to go destroy it. <laughs> are you really jealous and proud of you at the same time? Are you really? uh, pro cheddar cheese or anti cheddar cheese on your apple pies? Gross. No cheese. Uh, <laughs> okay. No. Here's the thing. Um, what? De- depending on, are you talking about a nice, a nice sharp cheddar, right? Oh yeah, well of course, yes. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. cheese, no cheese what? on pies, guys. Here's the thing: 
when it's warm and fresh, like it does a flavor combo. That's like when, when fancy people do like wine with cheese and fruits on the mm-hmm. crackers. You know what I'm talking? It's the same palate. It is delicious. Yeah, it is delicious. I pie. Know. Absolutely correct. I, I can't reheat it. Knock it. I'm not going to reheat it. No, knock it. That's but I'm disgusting. Not knock it. No, don't try it tonight. It's got, it has to be done properly. Like you know, it, it's a whole thing. Okay, all right. Um, the next one was uh, uh, Kyle wants to know what are wait is that Kyle? yeah Kyle Gold. That's Kyle. Kyle. Okay, I was like I, I don't remember asking. No, no, no. Sorry. That's Kyle. <laughs> I, I just realized that Kyle, Kyle G, the kid who asked the question. That's Kyle. Uh, no, that's Kyle H. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry, I didn't want to say his last name because so I didn't close. know what the rules were on saying the full name. No, that's but, cool. That's cool. I think what he's trying to say when I typed this up the other day, I I think he wants to know what our favorite TV show is and why. Oh. But it's got it's it's a little weird word, so I'm just gonna go with that. What is your favorite TV show and why? Kyle H, not Kyle G. Man, why do I have to go first on these? Um yeah, it just kind of happens. <laughs> I know. Are we going favorite of all time or current favorite? That's where he gets weird. Uh let's just do current. Like, what are you watching now? <laughs> I'm not really watching anything right now. Ah, boo. <laughs> so here's what I'll do then. I will go favorite of all time. Okay. Um, because I'm not really, I can't, nothing is coming to mind that's really great that I'm watching currently. So this will be controversial. The show boo. I'm picking, the show, <laughs> the show I'm picking, and maybe your students shouldn't watch it yet, is I'm picking the show Dexter. And here's the reason why Dexter has some of the best seasons of television ever along with a couple really bad ones the worst <laughs> like it kind of is, really, it is an absolute roller coaster ride like there it are has, seasons it has the highest highs and, and the, the lowest, 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 lowest like lowest. it gives you a little bit of everything when you watch that show so that's one of the reasons i like it so much like if the show is always great i feel like you're just kind of like well the show is always great but when sometimes it's really bad you're like oh man maybe it'll get good again and then it does and you're so excited about it so i'm gonna pick dexter all right, Josh, how about you? <laughs> well, I mean, if we're doing all time, it's Lost or Breaking Bad. But uh, Dexter's pretty good, except for season three, which is the worst season of television ever written. Uh, <laughs> it's not good. <clears throat> it's not good. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, Stranger Things season two, phenomenal. Uh, Black Mirror season four, phenomenal. My favorite TV show that I can watch, though, every day, all day, is community and a lot of people kind of slept on that. You can watch it on Hulu every season. They even did a season on Yahoo, <laughs> which is now on Hulu. <laughs> um, uh, community, check it out. Joel McHale, Allison Brie, who was in Glow, Chevy Chase, who you know, Donald Glover, the childish Gambino himself, Danny Putty, um, Gillian Jacobs, all these incredible actors. Uh, Check it out, community. I knew three or four of those names. I felt There's really more. I just stopped because I figured I'd be ruining time. Uh, Dev, how about you? <clears throat> community did a GI Joe episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did, and two D and D episodes. Yes, community was awesome. All right, but my favorite show of all time, hands down, The Wire. I watch it mm. once a year, every single season. I want to change my vote. (laughs) I totally forgot. I totally want to change my vote to The Wire, too. (laughs) Now, you said Dexter season three. I heard you. (laughs) 
The Wire is just it's <laughs> fantastic television. The writing, the t- the way they capture the time period of what's going on, how they capture everything that's going on all across the city of Baltimore and how it all ties together. Ah, God, I love it. And I, like I said, I watch it. I watch every single season, every single episode at least once a year because it's just that good. I also haven't seen that one either. Uh, I'll add it to my list. Uh, this is my list. Well, again, remember, I don't watch a lot of TV. Right. Um, I don't watch a lot either. One, one of the coaches who I work with uh, who listens to this, and, and he's he's uh, one of my assistant coaches, uh, he's actually responsible for my favorite TV show. Um, so this last summer, we were doing summer school, and I, I think I sent a couple pictures to you guys. So I was paid to sit in our, I think, second or third library with my, feet, yeah. with, my, with my feet up, <laughs> resting and reading. And I just read, and kids either came in and hung out and read with me, or they didn't. And life was good. I was getting paid. And we're sitting there goofing off and telling jokes, and he, he's watching some show called Rick and Morty. Yeah. And he's like, this is hilarious, Coach. you got to watch this. And I go, oh, I'm not really into cartoons. Like, no thanks, man. Like, it's not for me. Like, again, I did not grow up watching TV, guys. Like, so, like, when most people had, like, that, oh, I love watching TV, I get really bored and fall asleep really quickly. Okay, so it's not like I don't like TV. It's just I have to like really focus in to stay with it. Um, and so I went and he was like, just watch one coach. I'm like, All right. So that night I went home and I watched one. And I was like, that was the stupidest thing I have ever seen in my life. You are an idiot. I'm going to fire you. You can't coach with me anymore. What is wrong with you? And you know how like when it, when it starts on Hulu and then it kind of keeps going? Yeah. And it jumped into yeah, yeah. the second one. And there were a couple lines in the introduction of the second one that had me rolling. The next day, I'd watched all of season one and two, and it started season three. Yeah, <laughs> and that, like, uh, I do own a Pick a Rick t-shirt that I wear with pride on uh, lifting <laughs> days. And then my kids and I, like, we joke about it. But I'm like, it's the humor, like, fits me. Like, there's a, a point in time when he goes you know what? No, this has been coming for a long time. And he does the mathematical equation to prove to the kids like how little he cares. And I was dying. <laughs> I was like, that's genius. <laughs> oh. And so that, that right now is probably my favorite show. Like I, I watch it and just die laughing. Have you seen so. Futurama and or Bob's Burgers? I have not. You got to add those. Futurama, classic. Oh, okay. We have to school you on cartoons. You are missing that, out. That, so I don't remember. Who, smart. Someone, I'm, I was tagged in one of the things on Discord, and they were talking about something with like guns in it, and they were like going back and forth, in all caps, going, "Well, this gun is the best, and this one's the best." And finally, like I reached out to one of them. I go, "What is that?" And he goes, "Oh, it's an anime." I go, uh, yeah. "Okay, it's not for me. Thank you. That's why I didn't get the jokes." Um, but <laughs> I, I was like, "I don't understand what you people are talking about." Yeah. Well, you get American shows <laughs> and anime are totally different. Maybe anime anime totally goes for that over the top kind of aspect, but uh was it Gundam? Gundam. Gundam, yeah. I was don't I talk, just looked at yeah. my phone. And that he was, was in, gonna hear this, yeah. he's gonna lose his mind. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. Uh it's all right though. It, it's just what it is. So our next question, and this is this will be our last one as we're getting close to that hour mark. Um, this comes from Maddie, and and Maddie wants to know, and this this kind of was tied into what Kyle was trying to ask, but I think it's a little better. If if you could be in a movie, what movie like franchise would you be in, 
And what kind of character would you play, Ooh. Josh? All right. So uh, I've always been a Western fan forever. Uh, and I can't tell you why. I don't have a good reason for you why. But there's a movie called Last Man Standing. It's with uh, Bruce Willis and Christopher Walken. And it's about, you know, Bruce Willis plays Bruce Willis in every movie he's in. <laughs> and he comes into this town in the Old West that is just run with the mafia, but he's like a hired hitman. So he walks in and the Italians are on one side and <laughs> to keep out racial slurs, the non-Italians on the other side. <laughs> and, but he doesn't care. He's not, he's not, uh, he doesn't give a crap about who's on whose side. Uh, he's just like a hitman for like, who's just, a total badass. So I would love to live even Westworld would be a good example of that. But like that movie specifically last man standing, uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, of all time. I would love to be in that, that universe, that atmosphere. And I would be, I would, I mean, Borboni is my last name. So I'd be in the Italians. <laughs> I'll be in their side. But, uh, um, Michael Imperioli from Sopranos. He's like the, one of the leaders of the other, the Italian house, um, but he's a total nitwit. And that's what an Italian would say. <laughs> so <laughs> I fit right into that. <laughs> so I'd be, I would be in that like era, like people developing, building up, living in that wild West atmosphere. That's like, I missed, I think I missed my calling. I live in a city. And I, when I went to college, I lived on the Cape, which was basically <laughs> the Wild West because no one lives there. So, and I loved it. You could hear the crickets chirping at night. That's what I love. Mm -hmm. A little solitude, a little time to, you know, now I don't want to spend time with my thoughts because I got a wife and a kid <laughs> that are waiting for me at home. <laughs> but when it was much simpler <laughs> and I could just sit at home and have a pasta plate and some bread. That's what I want. <laughs> Kyle, how about you? Um, really quick, uh, uh, another cartoon that's excellent that you might want to watch is Troll Hunters on Netflix. Yes. It is very good. It I is highly Guillermo del Toro. Very yes. good. Uh, but if I'm going to go live in a movie world, this was not originally a movie world, but it's the only way I've really consumed the media, so I'm counting it. I'm going back to school, and I'm going to Hogwarts, and it is going to be phenomenal, and I'm going to learn magic spells, and I'm going to fight bad dudes. It's going to be great. That's what I'm doing. Um, sounds good. Well, I support your decision. It's going to fight bad dudes. <laughs> that was, I remember playing that in the arcade. It was, was great. Awesome game. <laughs> All right. Dev, how about you, man? Um, I'm really torn. I kind of want to live in the Matrix and just be Neo. Oh. But then I also just want to be an Afro Samurai and call it a day. Oh, <laughs> Afro Samurai is so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I love Japanese culture. I love anything that has to deal with samurais, ninjas, all of that. I'm all about it. So You don't say that ninja dev. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm probably just going to go ahead and be an Afro Samurai and come after that number one headband and call it a day. You gotta make sure you're not one of those shop owners who just they just walk in and eat sushi and leave. You gotta, oh, make sure, not. You gotta pick your role. <laughs> absolutely not. I'm 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 gonna be somebody coming for that number one headband. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, what a great pick. I don't know what that means, but I support your decisions. <laughs> so for me, and this is gonna I'm this is where I'm probably gonna get the most uh heat from from students, from from faculty members, from fans. I would I would be in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, good choice. But I would be the first real bad guy. Like, I'm sorry, like em- the Emperor guy, like he seemed bad, but he was still trying to get everybody under a common banner on his side. So like it wasn't like he was like the worst of the worst. Like you'd be Watto? We, we never saw like the worst things. You know what I mean? And what? then the last <laughs> guy who was the last guy? <laughs> the one who got killed or spoilers. <laughs> The one who's not alive anymore. Wow. Are you talking about Snoke? Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. He wasn't even that bad of a dude. Like, again, because it all felt like he's still, you know, we've got we our army. how bad he really was. We, but we, I don't, yeah, because I'm in the universe. But, like, I would be the first actual villain who would be like, no, 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 no. We're done playing this game. I'm going to just blow up planets. Until all the rebels uh, finally surrender, like I would be the first bad dude. So the emperor, would, yeah. But I, it would be the way, like where you would actually hate them. I would be what what like I just I tweeted this the other day. I had to stop watching Jessica Jones. I'm doing that trying to get all the MCU uh, digested before Black Panther. I had to stop after two episodes of Jessica Jones because I forgot how much I hate Kilgrave. Oh, he's so good like, though. He, but he is so horrible of a person. Oh yeah, and for so, sure. <laughs> and so I would love to be the character who brings that emotion for people in Star Wars. Like, not so you know, some people are like, "Oh, it's, you know, Palpatine's got the cool lightning hands." No, it's like that's everybody hates him. Like, nobody likes that guy. I would love to be that character. Nobody ever goes, "Oh, well, Kilgrave misunderstood." No, Kilgrave was a monster. Right. I'm glad he's dead. Okay. Yeah. I would love to so- be that in the Star Wars universe. And be, instead of being like the token bad guy you know is not going to last more than a movie, sorry, Darth Maul, rest in peace. Ants oh, uh, same same fate. You you <laughs> just you just told us you're a Watto. You're a flying bug who has child labor. Child I mean, who was never I mean, caught. Who's Watto? Was, oh, the, was, big, the the guy with the, the Anakin and the the original. Movie. Yeah, he was a giant flying mosquito who, who had child that. slave labor and never got arrested. He lived his the rest of his life <laughs> enslaving children. I want to be worse That's than you. Him. You're a wild. So, so basically what you're saying is you want to have the Death Star and use it without telling people you're going to do it. You want to be a bad guy who doesn't talk and yeah. just kills things. Just, just is so, bad. Like you said, an actual bad guy. I get <laughs> yeah. so tired of bad guys to just talk and talk and talk. Man, just blow yeah. the thing up. Just yeah. shut up. Press the button. That's what I'm talking about. See, I want to be for the Star Wars universe. I would like to be the bad guy that we're like, oh man, this we need help. That's a really bad person. You know, with Darth Vader, they were still like, well, that's Luke's dad. We could maybe we could work something out. We could get some hugging in. <laughs> Who knows? And he he chopped off my son's arm. Ah, that happens. Arms get chopped off, family. When it all goes down. But like <laughs> you forgive family. It's okay. <laughs> Kylo Ren, you know, we had the moment with him and Han Solo, and he was like, No, no, it's okay, just do it. And he's like giving Kylo the, the in and uh, guys. Like, too much, I, yeah. I too want easy. A bad guy who's actually a bad guy. Like, yeah. there's no coming back. Like, I still believe Kylo could be saved. No, no. I want a bad guy who you're like, nope, that is a horrible monster. Must be put down. Mm-hmm. 
I so want I would, I, I'm with you. I want a bad guy who basically just murders people and says nothing. Just like, this is who I am. I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing. I got the Death Star. I'm pressing the button. There's no talking. Just explode. I would, you know I who does that? That bad guy. Dexter. Dexter does that. Who, I see. I got to watch that show now, too. Except for season three. To watch. I ain't got time for it. I got to do MCU stuff first. <laughs> skip season three. All right. So yeah, skip it. I just, <laughs> and five. I, yeah, I was going to say five. Five <laughs> few words in three. But four... Man, that's part that that's the good part of the sandwich right there. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I would be a very good villain. I think I would do a good job acting that role out. So that, nice. that was that was mine. In in real life, like I feel yes. like I could totally be the guy who was in a football field, that would be my villain persona. So I I know I've got that in me. And so I would be like, man, just to be a bad guy who's like, nope, that's a bad dude. We do not want to be around him. Uh let's leave. <laughs> And I just I feel like Star Wars needs that character because Kylo Ren. I'm like ah, you took yeah. your shirt off. People made beans and laughed at you. That's not a bad guy. I want a bad guy that people go nope. That's a, I don't want to laugh at him. I want Kylo to get away Ren from has him. No respect. Poor Kylo. None. Oh, it could have been worse. All right. Yes. Well, folks. Uh, look, quick, we'll do some plugging. Uh, anything you guys are working on? Things coming up. Uh, Kyle will go with you first because you know that's what I've done the entire night. <laughs> no, I. <I've- laughs> Uh, yeah, so you, you know you can listen to our <laughs> podcast at Board with Video Games. Uh, that you can follow us on Twitter. There you can follow me on Twitter at Psychocross. You can also add me on PSN or Xbox Live now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Psychocross, uh, C Y C O C R O S S. I would love to play games with you and all of those good things. I even played a little Overwatch tonight, and I did play as Bastion and had went twenty two and zero. So. Bastion, yes. Yeah. Mm. No, I'm not a Bastion man. I haven't played Bastion mm. in like six months. <laughs> <laughs> See how quick people are to re- rebuke that. I'm not a bad no, I'm not a man. Look at my time. hours played. Look, <laughs> Look at my minutes played. It's fine. It's fine. He's a diva guy. Diva and Bastion. <laughs> no, diva, diva, and Lucio are the ones close to my heart. But not that would be diva, funny. The mech is the mech. <laughs> Goodness, Josh. Anything you got going on? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, it's it's at. At board with VG, I mean, uh, hit us up like uh, Kyle and I. We're in our groove. You guys have the OT, and you guys crush it. And I love listening to it. Uh, we got our we got our board with VG. It's our passion project. As much as we love video games, um, you can hear us geek out about board games and video games. But I mean, you're mostly gonna hear us geeking out about board games. <laughs> so. Uh, Kyle's real great, and he tries to keep it even. Uh, I do my best. I do my best to derail it. <laughs> so, if you want to, if you want to check that out, we got a little yin and yang going on over there. So, uh, check us out at, at Board with VG. Make sure you use that hashtag too. If you're playing board games, I don't care if it's Monopoly. Uh, what if it's HeroClix? HeroClix. Uh, we need picks. We need people on Twitter using hashtag, hashtag Board with VG. I don't I'm care if you're looking at Hero Clicks. Take a picture and post it. We need it. <laughs> I love me some Hero Clicks. I'll play that all day. If I could. <laughs> <sighs> Dev, what you got for us, man? A uh, whole lot of nothing right now. Um, like it. It's important. Yeah. Playing uh, Diablo 3. Going to write something about it soon. Um, other than that, a whole lot of nothing. Just playing the game of life and not the board game. <sighs> 
so my uh, wife and I have, she's been helping me edit my long uh, piece that I've been working on. Uh, we're, we're sitting right around 4,000 words. She's uh, helping with the editing and moving stuff around and we're adding pictures. I did another interview with another uh, doctor who does research in the field and it's been going very well. I'm very excited. I think I'm getting close to getting it posted and then I'm going to post it and never check to see if anybody says anything. Cause <laughs> in my mind, I'm just going to post it and say, everyone thinks it's the best thing ever written. And I'm going to walk away because I've put so many hours into it and I'm sure people are going to read it and go, well, that seems a little uh, trivial. I'm like, well, you're trivial. Cause I worked really hard. <laughs> I'm not into research papers. And that's what this became because I wanted all the info. So I'm really proud of it. And uh, it's getting getting to the home stretch. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Video game wise, I just I just play games. Uh, I have the weirdest thing's been happening. This month I've had so many people going, Coach, I'm gonna catch you in achieves. I'm like, I just said on the New Year's Year's <laughs> episode, I'm done chief hunting. I'm taking a break. I went eleven for twelve the last year. I dominated. I'm at a hundred and almost eighty thousand. When I started on the Xbox One, I only had forty thousand. I've added a hundred and thirty thousand achievements Jeez. in three years. Come on, guys! One of those people is in this chat right now. But I, calling, in, fairness, right now in fairness, I said that before I knew he said that. <laughs> and I just, I just laugh because I'm like, even though people keep saying this, I'm still winning. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> if you catch him in Chiefs, you are no longer the Lord of the Isle. No, what That's I said, what I said is, I there was going to be one month that I was going to put all of my effort into getting more achievements just in that month than Coach Mo. <laughs> but that I wasn't was going to say he month. wasn't going to tell Coach what month it was going to be. I was going to like line <laughs> up like all the Telltale games. Like I was going to like make this happen. That would be, if if but, you really want to do it, the <laughs> I can give you a list. <laughs> And then I can get it for you for under probably under fifty bucks, and you could knock them out. Uh, and you would catch me. You would you would have me dominated because you just, hear that you're getting a handout from Coach. I, I will, <laughs> and I'll, I'll walk you through it. And I'll I'll get it to you. There, I I, you, I I have no problem. I want people to get cheese. I want them to beat games. That's Rare good. Replay. That's all you have to say. Yeah. Rare I, actually, no. The one I would say it's um, Doritos oh Crash Course. No, Beyond Eyes. Have you played that one yet? Oh, no, no, no. That game is beautiful and made me cry. And then there's Pieces of Him, a beautiful oh. game. Wonderful game. Easy um, Chiefs, though? Mm-hmm. Easy Chiefs. You can, get those, yeah. you can get those two knocked out in less than an hour. Jeez. Okay. Wow. But amazing stories. Um, Beyond Eyes story, to this day, going through all of that, like I, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. I wish more people played it. Or Never Alone, amazing story. Amazing story. And Easy Chiefs. You knock that one out in a day, if if not more or quicker. So, all there right. You know. Well, that's <laughs> easy cheese with a coach. Um, <laughs> Our new segment. Our new segment. <laughs> We're going to do it this week and forget about it because that's how the OT rolls. So uh, saying goodbye, thank you guys so much for, for listening. We love you as a piece is. If, if anybody needs to talk, we did have a very serious conversation um, about loss. If anyone listens to this and you need to talk, uh, you can find me at Coach Hulk. You can find uh, Dev at uh, Ninja Dev. You can find at Dev What is what is yours at? Oh, that Dev Times. Yeah. That's what I said, but I didn't pronounce <laughs> it. <yet. laughs> you can find these guys through PSVG, and I promise you, we would love to help because at the end of the day, like that's why we do what we do, because we want to 
share gaming and we want to share this love of stuff, but also we want to help. We want to be there for people. We want to bring some positivity to the internet. Um, and so with that being said, that's game over. Thanks for listening. Shut up and sit down.